and it's nine o'clock in the morning and the store's gonna open at 10 a.m. We advertise the hack out of, uh, out of the rose giveaway, the flower giveaway. And we had people lined up outside and I looked at my dad, was so joyful. This is so awesome. Our advertising work. And we were gonna have these people that were gonna come and they were gonna pick up their rose and they were gonna buy all our merchandise. Well, we opened the doors at 10 a.m. All the people that lined up came in. They walked to the back of the store. They got their bud vase in rows, looked around a little bit, and then circled back and walked out the front door. That was our first foray into retail. Hello, this is attorney Jamie Miller from Miller & Miller, and I'm really excited to start my career in podcasting. My first podcast ever. Welcome. Appreciate you coming in. The podcast is going to be called the Miller and Miller Law Chronicles. We're going to spend a lot of time with some clients along the way, and we're going to talk about our different practice areas. We practice in the area of bankruptcy, immigration, student loans. We really help people in a lot of the consumer law areas. And we're going to talk about our client situations, how they got to where they are today, and how we got them to their solutions. And what's really important to me is I want to spend time talking to my clients and help you understand as the listeners, the experiences that, that they're having and how they've been able to see a lot of help through the offerings here at Miller & Miller. So really excited. Episode one, season one, Miller Miller Law Chronicles. But today I really want to talk about my journey and I'm going to call this my journey to becoming a bankruptcy lawyer, because it really is going to be an opportunity to, for you to understand how I got to where I am and why I'm here and why we started the law firm Miller and Miller way back in 1991. So. Tell you a little bit about my background. I grew up in Canton, Ohio, nice small town in Northeastern Ohio, known for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Many of our favorite Green Bay Packers are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I grew up in Canton. I have a brother, an older brother and sister, born to Harley and Elaine Miller in 1964. Growing up in Canton was a a wonderful experience. It was, it was fantastic. A great small town, really friendly, great family. But the purpose of the conversation about Canton is because I want to give you some insight into how I developed my interest in business, how I developed my interest in owning a law firm. And it all goes back to my, my experience watching my father who was a vice president of a family-owned business called Miller Sales. It was a general retail business where we sold all kinds of different household items and sporting goods and jewelry. And my mother, who later on in her life became a teacher, she went back to school after my siblings and I grew up a little bit. She was able to leave the house, went to the University of Akron, and learned to, and got her master's degree in special education. Being able to watch my mom 
in her older, a little bit older years, in her 40s, go back to school, get that degree, and see the work ethic that she had to get that degree. And then watching the work ethic of my father at Miller Sales, my uncle and my grandfather, all working at Miller Sales to really grow and develop this amazing business that was around for, for many, for many years. I grew up in Canton, always had thought maybe I wanted to go to law school, went to high school in Canton, and then decided that I wanted to go to follow my brother to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin. Went to undergrad there, studied political science, studied a little history, foreign language, got a really good general liberal arts education to set me on my way at some point to go to law school. Graduated from the University of Wisconsin in 1986. Now let's take a, a flashback a little bit to just prior to 1986. My dad, as I said earlier, was working in the business called Miller Sales. And that business closed, it actually sold to another company, and my father had a non-compete. So we're in the mid-1980s at this time. My father stops working at Miller Sales, and this is all coming together at the same time that I'm about ready to graduate from college. When I'm about ready to graduate from college, my dad approaches me and he says that his non-compete from his years at Miller and Miller is about to expire. And he's interested in opening up a new store and he's going to call it, and he wants to call it Miller and Sons, but he needs a son to join him in this project. Now, when I reflect back on graduating college in 86, I, I didn't have a job. I didn't know really what I was, was going to do. I knew, I thought I wanted to go to law school. So the opportunity of going back to my, into a family business, to be involved in a new startup, to go home to Canton, Ohio, before I went on to my next move, was something that was very exciting to me. I thought just the, the learning experience from learning how to run a business, how to open a business, would be something that would be very, very valuable. So in the spring, of 1986, about May, June of 86, after graduating from my undergrad in Madison, I moved back to Canton, Ohio, went into business with my, with my father. We were opening up a 20,000 square foot showroom that would have jewelry and toys and paper goods. And the challenge is we were getting ready to open up the business and the goal was to open up the business by Christmas of 1986 for obvious reasons, you know, retail, get the store open in, in December, Christmas season, cash flow was all great. But we faced an obstacle in the fall, in the January of 1986, my mother, Elaine Miller was sadly diagnosed with a very challenging form of lung cancer over the months from January. In fact, the, the day she was diagnosed with cancer was the same day that the challenger crashed. 
And I remember I was working in Madison at Union South, and I remember getting the call that my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And at the same time, kind of seeing on the TV in the distance, the Challenger blowing up and the ironies of both of those happening at the same time was, was very, very interesting. And so when I, by the time I went back to Keaton in May of 1986, my mom was really ill and her illness had, you know, progressed to a point where sadly early in July, just a month later, she passed away. So I am telling you this to kind of give you the context of moving back to Canton, my, my ill mother trying to set up a new business with my father was a, a real challenging, a real challenging time. My mom passed away in July and my father used the opening of the business as a, a as an amazing distraction from the sadness that we had from the passing of my mother. And we, you know, we, we battled through it. We, you know, stayed organized. We had our goals and we were ultimately able to get the business open in by December of 1986. So it was a journey from June of 86 to getting it open, but we were able to do it. We opened the store, things were really exciting. I remember the first day that we opened up, you know, a few weeks before Christmas, we advertised in the local newspaper, the Canton Repository, that we were going to be giving away free roses to the first 100 people. And I remember my dad being so excited to go out and buy those little bud vases. And we bought little roses and we had it lined up in the back of the store for the grand opening, this big, huge opening sale that we were going to have. And it's nine o'clock in the morning and the store's going to open at 10 a.m. We advertise the heck out of the, uh, out of the rose giveaway, the flower giveaway. And we had people lined up outside and I looked at my dad was so joyful. This is so awesome. Our advertising work. And we were going to have these people that were going to come and they were going to pick up their, their rows and they were going to buy all our merchandise. Well, we opened the doors at 10 AM. All the people that lined up came in, they walked to the back of the store. They got their bud vase in rows, looked around a little bit and then circled back and walked out the front door. That was our first foray into retail, or my first foray, was really disappointing. Now, some people stayed and they did buy, they did buy a few things, but it was still an interesting, you know, kind of exposure to marketing and making sure that you're marketing the right thing. Because our hope was they would get the bug vase, get the rose and shop. And we would have a good business day. It didn't exactly work that way. So we opened up. We had a really good Christmas season. Things, things were, you know, going, they were going really well. Um, we were excited. And then we get through the Christmas season, you know, December 27, 28. The returns start coming in. Had a lot of returns that first year. Never really realized how challenging that, that was. 
And then we, we, you know, move forward, bubbled through to the, the, the first part of 1987 and then more challenging news early summer of 1987, my father got ill. He ended up having a kidney issue and became ill, needed a kidney transplant. And we ended up having to get the kidney transplant. And I ended up finding myself in Canton, Ohio with my father being ill, my mom recently passing away, but my father being ill, and I was probably 21, 22 years old, having to run the business. And that was a big challenge. If you remember 1987 was a time when retail was really changing. The big box stores were opening up. It was pre-Costco, pre-Sam's Club, but really the time when Target was, was coming into fruition when all these other big box stores were starting to open up. So the competition was really, was really tough and kind of fast forwarding a little bit. Our, our catalog showroom concept, our ability to buy at the right price was limited. And so we, in my, the fact that my dad was ill and I'm running a business that I that I, I really wasn't great at, ended up evolving into a real big business problem. And so by the end of summer of 1987 and going into the Christmas of that, of that next year, we realized that the business was going to be a challenge. I, I, maybe we could have found investors to, to help us. Business wasn't great. My dad's health situation wasn't great. I wasn't a hundred percent committed to continuing the business and running the business for an extended period of time. I knew that I wanted to go to school, but it ended up taking us to a point where we knew that we were going to have to file a bankruptcy for the business. So by the fall or November of 1987, we realized that the business wasn't doing great and that we were going to have to file a chapter 11 bankruptcy in an effort to try to save the business. We hired a lawyer out of Akron, Ohio. His name was Richard Levine, a real big guy. You could tell he had a lot of bankruptcy experience, nicest guy in the world, really enjoyed working with him. He was a little gruff, you know, he'd been doing bankruptcy for a long time. So I'm not sure how much compassion that he had. Keep in mind, my father was sick. So I was the, kind of the leader in the bankruptcy world. I was the one that was making the court appearances for the bankruptcy. I was the one that was managing the business. I was the one that was manning the relationships with our lawyer, Richard Levine. And it was hard, you know. I, I learned that filing bankruptcy wasn't easy. I learned that communicating with a lawyer, you know, wasn't easy. And I knew that the lawyer wasn't doing a fantastic job communicating with me. And it was really my first kind of insight into that attorney-client relationship and the, the sanctity of that relationship. So we filed the chapter 11. I ended up, because I was 21, 22 years old, 
I was appearing in the bankruptcy court in Canton, Ohio. I had developed a really great relationship with the bankruptcy judge. His name was Judge Williams. Phenomenal guy. Really just a gem of a gem, kind person, kind of understood my plight, understood that I was over my head in the business. I really, you know, had no right running. My dad wasn't present because he was dealing with his kidney issues. I was going to these court dates. I had a Richard Levine who was good, but not great. And ultimately, as my dad's health declined and I decided I wanted to move on, I, the, the bankruptcy experience with the closing of the chapter 11 of Miller sales made me realize it impacted me in such a way that made me really develop a love and a joy for bankruptcy. And like, why? Well, it, it's interesting. And I'm going to get more into that in a little bit. It was just one of those negative experiences in life that we all tend to have that can, can turn into something that really informs you and impacts you for the rest of your life. In that chapter 11 experience, my relationship with the court and the lawyer and, you know, communicating with my employees that we had in the store that you were closing the business and in moving forward really helped me to, to learn a lot about myself and what I wanted to do. So I, you know, we ended up closing the business, did a going out of business sale, and then it prepared me for the summer of 87 to move to Miami, Florida and go to law school. Very fortunate. I got into the University of Miami. My wife or my then-to-be wife, Felicia Miller, house Felicia Miller, Felicia Styler, who I met in undergrad at the University of Wisconsin, was a year ahead of me in Miami at the University of Miami in Florida, who we were in love and I wanted to be with her. So I applied to the University of Miami. Felicia went to the registrar's office all, all the time and made sure that I got in. I got in and I went to the University of Miami Law School in Coral Gables, was there for three years and had a wonderful experience. It made me understand that I wanted to practice. I knew I wanted to practice bankruptcy law, but that law school education and being able to go to Miami really helped me to even further develop my skills in the law so that I could open the bankruptcy law firm that ultimately became Miller and Miller here in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so I graduated from the University of Miami in 1991 and my wife and I end up moving back to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is where she's from. This is where she grew up. These are where her, this is where her parents are and worked for a couple law firms and then opened up my own law firm in 1991 called Miller and Miller. And I opened up my business to focus primarily in the area of bankruptcy. And I did bankruptcy, of course, because of the experience I had with the chapter 11 that we filed for Miller and Miller and Sons. And also my father ultimately had to file personal bankruptcy. And I was able to learn a lot from his experience on what he went through, which helped me to understand the type of bankruptcy lawyer I wanted to be and the services that I wanted to provide. And it really helped me to understand and to set up Miller Miller as the bankruptcy firm in 1991, and then to grow what it is today. 
And one of the, the most important things that I, that I really wanted to do with Miller Miller was have a firm that shows compassion, that shows understanding, and that helps people get through the bankruptcy process with pride, with respect, with an understanding of what the bankruptcy process is and how it can help them. I really wanted to take the fear out of bankruptcy. I, you know, figuratively wanted to hold, want to hold my client's hands and guide them through the bankruptcy process so that they can go from a real challenging situation, from a garnishment, from a foreclosure, from a repossession, through the bankruptcy process to the other end where they're able to keep their home or keep their car, stop the garnishment, and most importantly, get their credit score up to 720 so we're able to get them back on their feet and rebuild their life. And we operate our firm here at Miller & Miller under a set of core values. And these core values all kind of have been stemmed from the growth that I've had, the growth that I had growing up in Canton, seeing my parents work really hard. My mom is a teacher, my dad is a retail manager. My brother and sister had really strong work ethic. Everything I learned at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, kind of taking all of those experiences. My father-in-law, Don Styler, was a lawyer here in Milwaukee. So taking those experiences and all of that together helped to inform me and to educate me on the type of business that I wanted to run. It, it's amazing how your, your life's experiences really become something significant and allowed me to build the firm that we have today based on a set of, of core values of, you know, we're always on it, that we own it, that we lead with the truth, that we always find a way and that we're, that we're positive. So every client that comes in and every client that I touch and every employee that we have knows these set of core values is incredibly important that when they come through our doors, that they understand that we're going to take care of their problem, that we're not going to make any excuses, and that we're going to, to solve their problem. And it has created so much love and it has created so much passion amongst our clients and our staff and the relationships that we build. I, I can't tell you how rewarding it's been to own this business and to work with the hundreds and thousands of people that I've worked with over the years. It all comes from, you know, this story of growing up and in my life evolving in the different experiences that I have. And I, I'm just so blessed to be able to share this and to, and to pass it, pass it on. And I, I, I want to conclude with a, you know, a heartfelt thank you for listening, for listening to my story. And if there's questions you have in the future, happy to chat with you. I just wanted to share my story. I thank you so much for tuning in. We are going to be doing one new episode a week. This one was kind of the episode where 
I have an opportunity to tell you who I am, where I came from, how, how I evolved in the business. And I, I can't tell you how excited I am for the future and to share all this great information to help shepherd people that are having financial problems or other problems in their life to a, a, a better future. Thank you for listening.